tuning into the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryn, Senior Director of External Communications at Zebra Technologies, and we're talking today with Mark Jolly, the Sales Director for Location Solutions here at Zebra, all about worker safety. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Therese. No, very happy to be here, and I hopefully can share some really interesting uh, information with the team. Fantastic. Mark, April 28th is recognized by the United Nation as the World Day for Safety and Health at Work, but you and I know that this is something companies must prioritize every day. There are regulatory requirements and legal liabilities, of course, but also social, ethical, and operational standards. It's just best practice, right, and and good business to put safety first. Plus, in this age of social media, People are paying attention to workplace conditions and making decisions about where they apply for jobs based on what they hear. And those taking measures to protect employees' well-being are being lauded, while those who don't are being publicly scrutinized. So I thought we'd spend the next few minutes talking about technology's role in worker safety, how it's used today and how it could be used in new ways to help reduce the risk of incidents. What do you think, Mark? I think that's a great idea, Teresa. Zebra can play a key role in um in a lot of these areas and um support our customers and our colleagues um alike to um put best in class technology and uh, operational processes um to help remove any of those challenges which uh, which may be seen. Excellent. I agree. Let's talk about the safety considerations in more industrial workplaces, such as factories, warehouses, and the like. What are the biggest safety hazards today, from your point of view? There are many um, safety considerations um, that our our customers have to uh, consider. I think one of the biggest ones is certainly around um, employee welfare. Um, um, What do I mean um, with that? Well, when we've got a, speci- uh, a hazardous um, workplace, maybe that's with large machinery, um, as you say, or um, product that's been made which is uh, dangerous or could um, cause cause death or um, or any other serious illness if was um, treated incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to look outside of just um, everyday um, normality and what what can we do. Um, to improve it so having people in the right place or making sure that the uh, the equipment is in the right place and making sure it's been properly checked and properly serviced um that the uh, staff have the right qualifications or the right certification to um to utilize product um in the right place there's some of the um the uh, the biggest areas but otherwise it could be um having um, the visibility of where your people may be out on the road, um, out uh, out in the large campus-style um, workplaces, using using um, GPS or real-time locationing um, to make sure that if um, a challenging event happens, that you can respond quickly, uh, proactively, and get your employees um, to uh, to safety in the quickest possible time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can location technologies such as RFID or Bluetooth low energy solutions be used to help identify the location of people and machines moving about facilities? I think this is one of the biggest use cases we're seeing um, around the world at the moment, Therese. And we're, we're utilizing 
um, a hybrid of um, technologies to solve different use cases um, and to um, to make sure that the right um, elements are put together. So if I think about um, people as a specific thing, um, we don't necessarily track who the person is and where they are, but mm-hmm. where a collection of people may be. So this is um, not has Mark been in a room for 10 minutes and he's spending too long at the coffee machine. That's not the type of um, traceability that we're looking at. It's more of, you know, if a major incident happens, have my people um, moved away from maybe a um, a highly dangerous place? Um, Let's take uh, maybe a... um, an oil rig or a nuclear facility where maybe there's a real uh, center spot, which if an alarm um, triggered, we can see where um, the the collection of people are. So we use um, technology such as ultra wideband, similar to what we use um, in the NFL, whereby there we're tracking the players um, and we're seeing real time data analytics of how quick the people are moving and how fast the ball's moving. We take that down a level and put it into a um, a factory or a manufacturing plant. So we put a um, an ID badge on a person or on a machine or on a wheelchair or on whatever it is, right? A person is another um, high-value asset within that facility. And we use um, sensors and gateways to track where... Um, that last person was seen or whether uh, asset was last seen and we can use um, active tags to give real time um, or we could use uh, passive technology such as um, UHF technology or Bluetooth to see last um, last known location so um, that may be um, let's take the example of um, an office block you might just want to know that Mark and Therese have gone on to floor seven and mm-hmm. and we can use um, a Bluetooth beacon or an ultra-wideband tag to give us um, that data uh, very quickly um, through um, a receive point and as as we're going through. So we, we definitely are seeing a huge um, interest in this space to give that visibility um, real-time to... Um, staff and welfare teams um, throughout organizations. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up the NFL, too. Some people don't realize that we're the company behind the data that is used in next-gen stats, right? The the real-time data that you can find on the NFL website. We track every player, every game of the NFL season, and, and that's a nice um, story and and comparison to how we can also track within industry as well. Oh, 100%. And I think when when you look at the, the data which we get from the NFL, we get in huge, huge amounts of data, um, hundreds of bits of data every second. We don't need that level of granularity to do a lot of these use cases, which means the, um, the battery life of um, our tags can last a lot, lot longer. So a a typical tag in the NFL will last, say, one season um, because of the amount of data that we're getting off it. Whereas you attach a tag to an asset in a a workplace, these tags can last for four or five years um, 
and you never have to, um, you know, replace the tag or replace the battery, um, which makes um, visibility of that data really, really quite key. That's a great point. And, and the durability, too, to imagine a tag could last an entire season under a player's shoulder pad. That's uh, <laughs> that's durability right there. <laughs> yeah, and we could take it to the other extreme in something like a um, um, a hospital where maybe mm-hmm. um, you have um, special cleaning um, that you have to, you know, um, make sure your clothes go through a special wash or a special um, jet wash, maybe, you know, um, if you've gone into a, a specific chemical zone, you know, people wear the yellow um, outfits that get sprayed down. I'm sure we've all seen that kind of thing. And sure. again, the tag needs to make sure it get it's got the proper coating, it's got the proper um, chemical resistance. And um, we we focus a lot in our supplies business on the um, on the coatings and the adhesive to make sure that if we're using a passive tag, um, that can be attached, it um, it can comply to those regulations as well. Mm, very good point. Mark, someone was telling me the other day that tool tracking is also an important component to maintaining workplace safety. Are we talking screwdrivers and wrenches here or larger tools such as assembly mechanisms? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of this is a mixture of both uh, to it. If we think of a um, a small bit of kit, again, or a big, big, bit, or a, or a bigger piece of uh, equipment, mm-hmm. you still need to make sure that that person is qualified to use it because you can still cause damage or um, you know um, um, personal safety if you're not properly trained to use it or have had the right um, um, certification on it. So by using a tag, we can scan the person's identity card. We can scan the um, the item that they're using and check the two things go together. But also from a large piece of machinery, we can make sure um, that um, if the if a machine is in a certain area and there can't be more than uh, five people there, or maybe that um, in that area, and you think again, maybe it's a hospital where there's um, um, you're having your um, uh, yeah, um, which I think an X-ray. And there's, mm-hmm. the, and you have to go away from where it is, right? Um, sure. Again, the machine cannot work until you have vacated that area. So it's using technology together um, to do it. Other, other use cases could be, and we're doing a lot in the healthcare space around surgical instrument tracking to make sure that when a, um, a hospital does an operation, the tooling needs to be um, disinfected, cleaned, and go through a um, an autoclave um, solution. And in that scenario, we have to tag it, we have to track it, and we have to make sure that every piece of equipment that's gone into that box is returned into the box after the operation. The last thing you'd want to do is accidentally leave a small scalpel or something um, somewhere it shouldn't be um, post-operation. Um, because that could cause a lot of um, you know, damage and pain um, if it was left um, inside a person when an operation is happening. So really different levels of traceability, but the key element is that the same technology can be used from a huge, massive um, plant all the way through to a tiny, really expensive, small piece. 
on I think you're going it's the opposite way around we can think about from a retail store again you know a really expensive diamond you would want a tag on it but a really uh, large uh, piece of equipment again you would want a tag on it so different things have different um, abilities to be tracked and traced sure what about outside the four walls could RFID or other location technologies for example be used to track tools or people and machinery out in the yard or even in remote field locations where utility installations inspections or repairs might occur sure we um we track today um using our um wenet technology quite a lot of outdoor um use cases um especially in the uh, automotive um sector um that's where we um we put sensors outside and we can get up to kind of a 500 meter um range with the sensors so that that makes it great for the large outdoor um areas and what we can do with uh, passive and active tags is we don't get a precise location um when it's outdoor when we're using this type of technology but it gives a bigger spread but we we can we can see Again, where people are, uh, where assets are. Maybe it's a pallet. Maybe you want to see where your pallet is um, and then get Mark to go to that pallet and do task management and things um, on those sides. Uh, but also in remote field locations, this is where we do worker safety around things like um, man down and lone worker um, type scenarios. So if you're out on a, uh, a site on your own, and we have um, some of our um, software vendors have applications that allow um, the person to, to tap in on their device every, you know, every five minutes. Say, yep, I'm still good. Yep, I'm still here. Um, and if they don't tap in, that can then set an alert and someone can ring them and then do a full kind of escalation to make sure that person um, is still safe and, um, and able to, um, to respond to them. So using GPS... Um, again, we would be able to see where that worker was and dispatch a response team um, if something um, had occurred. Um, so it's a slightly different um, scenario, um, mm -hmm. but again, I think it's worker safety um, and monitoring of the people to make sure that they're um, they're being looked after the best they can. Sure, I would imagine another consideration around worker safety is access. I know many restricted areas require badged access but could location technologies be used to provide guardrails too yeah we we definitely do uh restricted access um quite a lot we use our um id card printing technology um and generate um uh, id cards to be used on um tapping doors uh, and things like that so we we definitely um um do a lot of that and then we can then alert to make sure that if some if two people have gone through at the same time um we partner with people who um implement cctv technology as well so if if you know if you've tapped your card and uh, i walk in with you um it makes sure that two people haven't gone through at the same time so different um technologies combined and again we'll work with our partners to find the best suited technology um, in order to uh, deliver the, the outcome the customer is looking for. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. We know location technologies are used to track and trace people, products, and other assets. 
assets. But do they work in hazardous locations, meaning areas where there might be explosive materials or other hazards present? Sure. So typically what we find is when there are kind of real explosive areas um, or, or really hazardous areas, typically the processes um, in play mean that before you go into those areas, you have to kind of go in with nothing. Um, so the people take that, make sure that their phones are left in a locker um, and everything else. So in those scenarios, we track the people to that to that really extreme hazardous outer door, um, and we know they they then have gone inside the door because their tag is put in a um, in a box, and we kind of locate that the tag is in the box, which means that they've gone into that um, zone. Um, hmm. So. We kind of do it in a different way because they don't want any risk whatsoever that a um, a tag or a sensor is uh, inside that uh, extreme danger zone um, within there. Mm-hmm. And are there any other ways that technology could be used to improve worker safety? I, th- I think for sure in those scenarios, um, we could um, we could even look at using um um, track and trace whereby it's um, a different level rather than necessarily um, RFID or locationing you could use um, barcode scanning with with less of a, um, uh, a radio frequency challenge there within those areas I think that's something uh, we could look at doing um, a lot of the time um, where we see worker safety um, being improved is around process change and optimization of what's happened a lot of customers i speak to um invest in technology but don't always invest in operational changes Mm. and where we like to support our customers is if you just made a few operational changes you know one example could be that um the shop floor needs to be slightly um rearranged um Mm. maybe mark is always walking to the end of the um shop floor constantly to get items and if it was rearranged I wouldn't have to walk as far or via a different area or past the dangerous um, or hazardous um, piece of equipment so um, process change is probably the key um, the key thing right good point well I think you've given our listeners a lot to think about so thank you so much Mark no it's a pleasure and as always we're happy to discuss um, with anybody and please reach out if there's anything anyone would like to catch up on Perfect. And to our listeners, if you'd like to learn more about the location-based safety application Mark just discussed, I encourage you to visit our web- website, zebra.com. I want to also call out that Zebra was just recognized as a leader in the Gartner Magic Quadrant for indoor location services for the third consecutive year, and we've successfully helped customers integrate location solutions into their field-based operations. So Mark and his team know what they're doing. I recommend you schedule time to speak with them about the technology available today and how it can help you improve worker safety. I'm Therese Van Ryan. Until next time.